Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Spencer Frazier, the executive VP of sales and marketing for JB Hunt. Dorothy Lee, the chief transportation transportation officer at Convoy. And Raj Subaya, the head of product for Uber Freight. So, um, guys, we're uh, welcome. Yeah. How you doing? Appreciate you coming out here. Yeah, I said that. How are you? Hi. Welcome. Hey. So exciting. Um, you know, so many things going on. I think George left us with a lot of hope, a lot of excitement. You guys also are doing some interesting things, but more specific to our industry, uh, talking about really changing the way um, some of the major challenges in our industry. You want to tell us a little bit about exactly what you guys are working on? Yeah. Yeah. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about, Craig. First, just want to um, thank you again. Uh, the entire FreightWaves team were uh, happy to be here in Cleveland. And, um, you know, Dorothy and Raj and I and our teams and our expanded teams now um, have a lot of exciting things to share. Um, you know, one of, the, one of the things I want to just uh, touch really quickly, uh, when you think about how this got started, um, this is uh, something that's been an industry challenge, appointment scheduling, has been an industry challenge for a long time. I mean, back when you were a dispatcher, um, also when you're planning trucks um, and you're talking to drivers, you understand uh, the variabilities that took place and the challenges that they experienced every single day. Um, we do too. And in all of the conversations with our customers, they've been saying, hey, we need some help here. And so, um, you know, if you go back to almost this time next year, or last year at the event that was hosted in Northwest Arkansas, um, our president, Shelly Simpson, was on the stage. And during her keynote, she didn't really talk about this problem, but she talked about how the challenge for our industry, we had to think about a new way to solve industry problems. And so shortly after that, we heard specific feedback from our customers at a forum we were at. And then I'll, I'll also go back to the initiative that uh, Bill, while he was at Uber, uh, Dan at Convoy, and then um, our CIO, Stuart Scott, they connected and said, hey, what if we tried to work together? Uh, what if we tried to do something different? Uh, what if we tried to uh, collaborate and attack this appointment scheduling issue? And uh, really, I give uh, that spirit of collaboration as the foundation that really um, our three organizations continue to work on today um, as we've launched um, our FreightAPIs.org website. Uh, that was in December, um, and that was shortly after, again, the Chattanooga conversation, uh, where we started talking about potential use cases to um, really impact and drive more efficiency and value in our customers' supply chains. So we've been doing a lot. We're really excited and uh, got a lot of stuff to talk about today. So you guys are three competitors here on stage oh, yeah. that uh, compete in the market. You're taking share from each other at times, um, but also from the broader market. Why are you here together? Like, what, what has prompted you to come together? 
Yeah, well, I'll, I'll touch just really quickly and then, you know, any other folks can chat really quickly. J.B. Hunt is a good size organization in our industry, um, but we can't solve this alone. Um, and, and really, even the three of us together, um, we make up a good chunk of, of the business, but the three of us are not big enough to tackle this alone. This is something where the industry has to come together. Um, the industry has to do that in a, in a way that um, uh, we're solving for the betterment of all. And you're talking specifically driver scheduling is the... Yeah, really appointment scheduling um, at the dock level and creating opportunities there, Dorothy. And that's, that's the starting point. And uh, by the way, Craig, you um, introduced me as the chief transportation officer. It's a title I would aspire to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the chief technology officer of Convoy, and I only would aspire. I would only would um, pretending to know transportation. I've been here for a couple of years. But what I have um, done in the past before joining the freight industry is in the sort of in the digital, in the, you know, compute Amazon Web Services uh, world where, you know, we saw how APIs just really unlocked productivity. When you think about the difference between EDI and API, which we'll talk to later on, I mean, it's API, a technology that was really popularized in the early 2000s is what really unlocked um, productivity of not just developers, but also innovation across the industries. But it can only be done because systems can talk to each other. And we talk about how supply chain is so fragmented. And one of the key, I mean, there's lots of reasons why it's fragmented. But one of the reasons, at least my observation, Raj, you can, you've, you know, both of, all of you have way more experience than I do. But one of my observations coming into this industry is the fact that you have all these disparate heterogeneous um, systems that the only way is I watch my developers building things like, you know, um, RPA technology, bots to scrape TMS websites. And if we could only standardize with APIs, starting with scheduling, but it doesn't have to end there, uh, then a lot of this inefficiencies could be reduced. And also we can use that to um, to work on a lot of the other more value-added services as well. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll maybe I'll add a, add a couple of things and underline some of the things that, um, that you guys said. Um, the fact that the three of us are on a stage is, uh, kind of indicates how pervasive this problem is, right? And, and like Spencer said, this is one way we face this issue every day. We've been doing this for... I don't know, since, since appointments needed, needed to be made. Um, and also what I, I wanted to kind of, um, um, uh, kind of hit on what uh, Dorothy said, which is like, uh, the, this industry, it's, it's amazing how this industry has not been helped by technological improvements over the last 10, 20 years. And we see this as a bare minimum that what we need to do over the next few years to kind of get it to the, us to the next level. Um, there's a digitization of freight that needs to happen for us to kind of fully use technology. And I think we see this as a stepping stone there. So, I mean, tell us how this originates, Spencer. You guys, three competitors come together, identifying a problem that the entire industry happens. How did you guys decide that you wanted to work together? Yeah, I think, um, first of all, yes, we are going to compete uh, we're going to compete every day. We are competing right now at this moment. 
And uh, we're going to continue to do that. But it, again, um, we were looking at from our experience, listening to customers, listening to our drivers, understanding the challenges that they face every single day. And as Dorothy said, really the opportunity to create new value and unlock efficiencies. Um, if we just went at that from a J.B. Hunt way, uh, we might be able to impact a couple loads, a few things. Um, but that's not going to do it at scale. Um, we also wanted to leverage our experience, our tech, with the tech of Uber and Convoy and their thought leadership and said, okay, how can we think about this differently? So when you think about the need for collaboration, this isn't a story about J.B. Hunt. This isn't a story about the three of us. Um, it's a story about our industry and how we come together and leverage um, not just current tech, but develop new tech and new tech in a way that, um, you know, connects kind of not one to a few, because really that's the old way. Um, but how do we connect many to many um, in a shared standard language, um, which is what we're um, excited about to be working on. So, Raj, what in terms of industry problems that you got this collaboration um, and developing standards to sort of solve for, what other challenges, or is it just is it just scheduling? Are we starting there, or do we go beyond that? We're definitely starting there. Um, I mean, we first. I'm very happy that we're able to do this, come together, even as competitors, and bring the entire industry to kind of participate, collaborate, and and then kind of move this thing forward. It is a sign of many more things to come, but the main problem that we're focusing on right now is scheduling. Uh, that's, and that's because, and we want to go back to our earlier point, it's a very pervasive problem. There's a direct line to cost. If we don't have this solution, uh, we are hiring people to go solve those problems or bringing in bots that we used in the 1980s in every other industry to kind of solve this problem. And the, even then, you know, it's not the same. It's not an easy solution because everybody has their own standard way of scheduling an appointment. Everybody has their own way of supporting it, etc. And any update that's made, any improvements a TMS makes to the doc scheduling product breaks these bots. So it's a pervasive problem and we feel like we need to solve it for us to take the next step in terms of like bringing the technology forward um, here. So that's why we're starting with that. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The door the why now. I think the question is why not yesterday. <laughs> yeah. I think um, uh, we all just went through an unprecedented uh, event, uh, the pandemic, and we saw how that appended supply chain upside down. And a lot of us have been talking about 
how real-time visibility, how technology can help with bringing more efficiency to supply chain to be more resilient, right? It's going to happen again. We don't know when, but we have to be ready. And so we have to be ready starting now. And scheduling to Raj and Spencer's point is uh, is one of those things that there's so much nuance to it, but it can be a big unlock if we all band it together and actually making it more seamless from the shipper's perspective, from the facility's perspective. We know that uh, there's not going to be, despite the fact that it seems like there's more supply now, but there's not going to be a lot more supply. You know, labor shortage is a problem. Trucker efficiency is a problem. So if we have to solve, the time really has to be now for us to start solving one of the gnarliest uh, issues in, in trucking about scheduling inefficiency, you know, so we can reduce the weight that a trucker is waiting at the dock, waiting for facility. And from a shipper's perspective, you can now much more seamless from one carrier to another. You can coordinate, systems can communicate each other. So I think we have to be ready now for the supply chain to be much more resilient. So is this a, is it a clearinghouse? Like how does this work in terms of in terms of you guys' collaboration, is it just standards? Or are you sharing data? We are doing, we're starting with, in fact, we just released um, API requirements. I think it's the day, you know, Friday before the long holiday. And we're looking for feedback from our Wave 1 collaborator, collaborators. And then we're going to release specs in uh, mid-July. And then after that, there will be implementations later this year, early next year. But what this really is, is a set of um, standardized APIs. You can imagine things like, get me a list of scheduling appointments. Get me, uh, you know, uh, schedule this appointment, reschedule this uh, appointment. And that's standard across our systems, such that from one carrier to another TMS, we can all talk to each other. And Dorothy, is your hope that this becomes the standard, the API for the industry in terms of these challenges? That is our hope. Yeah, that's our hope, definitely. I mean, so we're building, we're we're trying to define what at least a bare minimum should look like. Um, and we are hoping that people go above and beyond that that minimum standard. And I think there's a layer on top that's where a lot of innovation can happen. And we're definitely, I think we're enabling that by defining what the minimum. So Spencer, if I'm a shipper, what does this mean for me? Yeah, I think, um, again, in our conversations with customers, uh, we hear this challenge right at the dock. And when, you know, you talk about what we've been through in the past, the bottlenecks that we experienced, the delays that took place, the cost and inefficiency at the dock that increases detention time, um, expense, um, really a, a poor experience for their customers, possibly even delaying orders and delaying and missing sales. That's why it's important for our customers. Um, they want to change the way that they're doing business. I mean, today, the way that they go about managing or adjusting appointments, um, you have to go through multiple hurdles, conversations, different decision makers, and it it wastes a tremendous amount of time. So from a customer perspective, we're trying to empower them with their existing TMS platforms um, to enhance the workflow at the dock level. Um, we don't need to go through the four of us 
uh, via the phone or email exchange and try to figure out what to do and make an adjustment to an appointment. The technology is available for the doc level to see what's going on in real time across their network, across all of our networks, and make decisions and adjustments to be efficient, be more productive, and reduce cost. And so from a customer perspective, if you're able to do that, and by the way, you know, Dorothy, you said things are going to change. They will. But what won't change from our customer side is they still have to manage their business and become more efficient every single year. Uh, we had a nice dinner with one of our great customers last night, and we're already talking about 2024 and where are we going to create value and take cost out of the supply chain? Well, we've got to do things differently to do that, and this is one of those ways. So that's why we're excited about it, and we think our customers are saying, hey, let's go. Um, let's start yesterday. And what about a carrier? I mean, if, if I'm a carrier, how am I? What does this all mean? Well, go, go back. Um, again, your days as a dispatcher, your days working with drivers, you still talk to them all today. Uh, my conversations at one of our Million Mile Safety events this spring, uh, whether you're a driver in California, Mississippi, or here in Cleveland, our drivers still are underutilized. They want to work. They want to drive. They want to find ways to uh, pick up and deliver freight on time. They want to do a great job. Um, and in our industry, these inefficiencies that have taken place, and by the way, this is just one use case, but uh, continue to compress the time that drivers drive versus the time that they have available to do that. Mm -hmm. So from a driver perspective, if you talk about, hey, yeah. what if you were empowered? What if you were empowered like we're empowered um, when we see we want to uh, book an airline reservation? We want to pick our seat. We want to change our seat. We also get notifications of a change that takes place um, in the system due to the variabilities of transportation every day. Well, drivers want that same experience and giving them that flexibility to manage their day and increase their available time to drive so they can earn more. That's why it's important. Well, I think it's, you know, right on. I think it's also about like really respect for that driver's time. And one of the things we we look at is driver's feedback. And one of the things that we notice is one of the uh, the most prevalent feedback is in our scheduling time, unfortunately, we have to add buffers yep. because we can't always be exactly sure what the scheduling, uh, what you know, what the dock requirements might be. And so we add these buffers and makes the drivers not be able to be completely reliant on what exactly is the scheduling time? How much time should I really actually be scheduling for? And so I think definitely... Um, this will be a key unlock for drivers to be uh, much more efficient, to be able to, to, for the industry to respect their time. So when you think about collaboration, which is, an, I think, an important part of what you're talking about here, you're solving the driver's challenges. It seems like that's where you guys are centered is on, we're going to focus on the issues that the drivers are facing and really make their quality life better. Is that really the sort of a core focus of, of how you guys are thinking about it? Yeah, I'd say, yes, it's both sides of the equation, uh, drivers and our customers. Um, so again, um, listening to, to all groups and then also um, how can um, our tech collaborators, our TMS, we're looking for new ways to create value in the entire supply chain. So it's more broad-based, um, but this is one of those unique areas where we believe that all stakeholders, all participants 
have an opportunity to win. I mean, I, I would say I, I commend you guys for, for coming together to solve a very important challenge and focusing on the driver. Uh, you're, you talked broader opportunities, but I think so much of what happens in this room and happens outside of this room is focused on the shippers and really driven where, it's, where the money is. And that's where rightfully so. But I think oftentimes, particularly in, in some of the more technology leading parts of their industry is the drivers often forgot yeah. is the quality of life for the driver. And frankly, we wouldn't exist. Our society and our economy would not exist if it wasn't for the driver. So I would say, let's give these guys a round of applause for, for coming together and solving issues that face our face the real, the most important audience, which is our drivers. And I know you guys as an asset-based carrier originated as an asset-based yeah. carrier, have an understanding, um, perhaps more than, than most folks that are in this room. Yep. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think again, uh, company, uh, you know, we love drivers. We're founded by a driver, and uh, so definitely, it's uh, in our in our heart. Um, and we know how important this is and what it can do for them. Yeah, I think it's a it's a really important thing. I, I am curious, Dorothy, when you think about the difference between an API and EDI, um, what is the real difference? <laughs> Great question. But if I may add to your question early, I think if I'm a shipper, I should be super excited about this. Yeah. And the reason why is, I mean, I'm still new to transportation. I was telling Raj, I've been here for two years. Of, I feel like I barely know about freight. But one of the first problems that got me thinking was uh, that you have these live loads where you have very stringent requirements that you have to drop off, you know, live load and unload. And then sh sometimes strippers are running out of staging space. So it feels like solving the scheduling challenge has got to be an unlock for also shippers' facilities efficiencies as well. But back to APIs and EDIs, I saw a LinkedIn post, someone said, compare EDI to like a landline and API to a cell phone. Um, it may not be the perfect analogy, but it conveys uh, some of the, you know, the, both the restrictions and also that they were purposely built just for different use cases. And EDI was a technology invented in the 1960s, may have been even early as, er, as early as 1940s. So you've got to respect technology that has staying power that we all still use. And so it's great for structured data if you have batched timed data that you don't necessarily need to do real-time communication and you don't necessarily have to do a lot of, you know, back and forth, which we unfortunately do do, but um, it, it's built for that purpose. But API, um, as I mentioned earlier, is really meant for real-time communication. It's meant to put disparate systems together. And today, all of us have a lot of systems that we deal with that are not built on EDI. So, I think um, if you have EDI use cases that you're using, it's working well, keep it. But if you're thinking about uh, either customizing it or building new uh, ways to communicate, API really is the future. And there's, you know, you can do it, you can communicate through asynchronously, synchronously. It's really built for today's a fast-moving world. Does a company have to choose between API and EDI, or are they interchangeable in, in many ways? They're not interchangeable, but I think it'd be, you know, if you're doing, we do, we get a lot of EDI communications today for integration. I think those use cases are great. Uh, but if you're talking about, you know, things like we have to communicate scheduling between different carriers, between different TMS systems, and, and th that's really the, 
the the real use case. Spencer, who else has joined your collaborative network? Oh yeah, hey, um, we were really excited the first of May um, to announce that uh, the collaborators for the Scheduling Standards Consortium has expanded. Uh, one of the things we launched in December, and um, again, everybody online and uh, in this room, uh, that you can, you can go to the website freightapis.org. But in May, you know, we've been in conversation and announced that Arrive, uh, Coyote, Echo, um, Blue Yonder, Eda Open, um, One Network, as well as Oracle joined the work that we're doing. And, um, you know, the conversation just to say, hey, we opened this idea up to say, fill out this form. Craig, let us know if you're interested we'll provide you updates or let us know if you want to be a part of this change. And so those organizations stepped up right out of the gate and said, hey, we want to be a part of this. We want to be a part of this team um, and provide our input and insights into A, like Dorothy, you talked about the requirements that we released on the website on Friday. Um, but also we're going to then take the next step here in a little bit and put the API out there for this wave one of collaborators uh, to see and then provide their input. So this is um, open comment, open input. Let's make sure that when we get this thing uh, to the market and it can go into TMS systems that we've got the right API set up. So uh, we were happy to have this wave. And then I'm also excited uh, soon in July, we'll announce our wave two. And we've got additional carriers and TMS platforms uh, that we're going to be announcing that are going to be part of this work. And by the way, that's open for everybody. Uh, we've had, I believe, um, almost 600 people fill out the form that say, I want to know more, I want to stay informed, or I want to provide my input and put my stamp on this work um, to change our industry. So super excited about where we're at. So Roger, this is an early part of the process, but what work has already been done? I'd say the maybe the biggest one is kind of getting everybody to the table and then having the conversation and saying that, hey, we want to go solve this problem and then getting everybody to contribute. And like, I think Spencer hit the hit on the head. Uh, we released our requirement, API requirements um, last Friday. We're reviewing it with our Wave 1 collaborators right now. And then we'll we'll uh, release this next set of um, um, you know, the API guidelines over the next few weeks. Uh, we're in conversations with the Wave 2 set of collaborators. So we solved for some use cases. We believe we've got the right solution. Now we kind of need to expand the circle and then talk to them about, hey, does this actually solve all the use cases you're seeing? So that's the process we're going through right now. And then hopefully by the end of the year, um, we'll have, you know, that basic set of guidelines we talked about um, all solidified. What's the roadmap for the second half? Sounds like you've got a lot, lot to do. Yeah, we do have a lot to do. And and we also, we jumped into this knowing this wasn't an overnight fix. Um, it is going to take a lot of work. Uh, so when you think about the back half of the year and also maybe kind of swing into 24, uh, we want to expand the group of collaborators. Again, this is beyond the three of us. Uh, we need uh, more people and everybody's insight to make sure we set this up right. So we want to expand that group and continue to. So my ask is, okay, go to FreightAPIs.org, fill out that form if you haven't done it already um, to be a part of the work that's going on. Um, the big step, we're going to release kind of the API guidelines. Uh, we're going to get more input. We're going to refine through the back half. 
But the big step is to try to have that API implemented in one or more TMS platforms by the end of the year. And um, again, when you think about this, we're trying to implement this common standard into the existing workflows of those TMS platforms. We're not trying to change the platform. We're trying to let the platforms leverage the flexibility of the API to adapt to their workflows for their customers. So the customers that we're talking to, you also need to be um, in the game. And we've got a lot of them that are saying, okay, when is this coming? When can I start working on it? Um, when can I pilot this uh, with my TMS providers? So you can really see the momentum continuing to build and there'll be future announcements probably at CSCMP uh, this fall. Um, hey, we're gonna probably be talking about it in Chattanooga in November. Um, so uh, really looking forward just to continue in the conversation and updates on the work that we're gonna be doing. Certainly looking forward to that. Dorothy, when's the spec going to be published? Uh, the spec, actually the requirements were published on Friday, uh, as we talked about. So go to freightapis.com uh, and we want your feedback. And we're working on spec right now. We hope to be um, publishing the first draft in mid-July. Very quick. We're looking at almost, you know, end of June now. So any day now. So, Raj, this seems like a pretty transformative movement, uh, real collaboration, real standards. How do you think this will impact logistics and procurement moving forward? Yeah, I think it's a great question. Um, I, think, I think part of the reasons why all three of us are super excited about this is because we know that digitizing this part of moving the load will be a large unlock in digitizing the entire load. Um, the two kinds of costs that we pay for when this is not digitized. One is the human labor cost. I have to now hire hundreds of people to, to schedule appointments. And the other is the delay in the time at which the load is bookable. I need to set up the appointment to actually be able to book the load. Um, this solves both of them. Now, now I, I, you know, I, I'm putting words in there uh, in Dorothy's and Spencer's mouth by saying that you know we all have enough deep pockets for us to be able to hire this at, at our companies, but not a lot of carriers, not a lot of brokers out there can actually go do that. Um, so what we are super excited about here is fixing this problem, actually, instead of actually adding band-aids to the solution, you know, as solutions here. And um, what this will, you know, this will open up for us is the ability to kind of digitize all of these loads where load gets tendered, automatically, you know, the appointments get booked, we give the carriers the options to kind of choose a better appointment if that makes their lives a little bit easier. Um, and then, and then can that kind of move the industry forward. Maybe I'll start with this last piece. A dream that, you know, that we have is that um, there's no human involvement in the actual movement of load, except when it gets go picked up and dropped off. Um, and that's important because, um, you know, your, 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 your marketplace or your network becomes a 24-7 self-healing network, meaning a load gets standard, it, the appointment gets scheduled, your, the caddy go picks up the load, drops it off, gets invoice, all automatically, no human involvement. That seems, sounds like a pipe dream. We moved one such load last year. Now a double-digit percentage of our loads kind of go through that same process. Now that we are able to do that because we're able to throw people at the problem and then add a bunch of band-aid solutions because we don't have an API today. Um, we don't have to have a standard API today across all, all of the solutions that exist out there. I think 
you know, unlocking this will lead to many such more innovations in the future. And that's what we're excited about. So Spencer, how do you get involved? Yeah, hey, um, again, go to freightapis.org, uh, fill out the form. If you want to be a part of changing our industry, unlocking new value across the supply chain, driving efficiencies, uh, we want you to be a part of our work and uh, let's, let's do it. It's an exciting time. Uh, commend you guys for coming together and working through this and helping solve problems and bringing the industry together. I think these are important issues. So everyone, um, appreciate your time today. Yeah, you give these guys a hand. Thanks, Thank Craig. Thank you for Thank having you. us. Yeah. Thank you.